Well, hey everyone, welcome to Spiritual Side Note. It is so good to have you on our episode this week as we just want to interject um, and into your week and have you participate in a conversation as we discuss um, different things on our minds and hearts. Uh, hopefully it sparks something in you uh, for conversations with other people or to encourage you, inspire you, whatever the case may be. So this is episode 19, our, I'm just gonna call it our Memorial Day episode um, as we are releasing it on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, she says, mm-hmm. insightful. Um, and, uh, so this week we want to talk about the idea of service, um, as Memorial Day is a day to remember those who have served, uh, our country and, um, who have fought and who have sacrificed time and for many their own lives. Um, and so we just wanted to take a second, recognize that and honor those, um, who have served and, um, and then launch out of that. So any thoughts from you initially about the conversation yeah you went real serious but i wanted to back up a little bit first thing you said is so glad to have you on our podcast oh but really they're not on it right yeah that's true (laughs) i just thought it was really funny and i kept thinking about it so that's the first thing i wanted to say Uh, y'all aren't on it but we are and we wish we knew all of you Welcome to participating Welcome to with our podcast. By listening with your ears and having other conversations. You did say that part. Anyways, um, first thoughts on service. <clears throat> first, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has served in some form of military capacity for us. That's an incredible, huge deal. Mm-hmm. And Shay and I actually, we talk about this. I don't know if I want to say often, but it's been brought up several, several times in our marriage. Um, Just wondering, like, what our lives would have brought had they been different. Like, would Shay have gone into military service? Because there's a part of serving your country in that capacity that is just remarkable and an honor Mm. that um, I think sometimes we feel like we missed. Mm. Though we didn't feel called to do that. Um, And I know we still could have chosen to volunteer in that capacity, but it's it's not what we had felt led to do. So I just want to honor those who who have served. So if you're listening to this and you have served or you are currently serving, thank you. Thank you so much for giving of your time and your life and not just like the potential of actually losing your life, but giving up time with family or friends or being in a quote normal something. Um, I just know so many military families who don't have what we would consider a normal rhythm. It ends up being normal to like the families who are in that capacity sometimes, but that often means like you're away from your family a lot or your spouse is away from the family a lot or you move around a ton. Like it's, it's a lot. That's a lot of change and a lot of sacrifice, a lot of service, not just out on the field, but giving of your yourself in a way that I think if you haven't experienced it, we can't fully understand yeah. Yeah. what it's like. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't suffice, yeah. but 
It's the only words that I have. And I think for me, Memorial Day is actually um, gaining. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like appreciation because I didn't grow up like none of my biological family served. Mm. Like uh, none of my grandparents served. May maybe a great grandparent, but I don't. If they did, I don't remember. None of my aunts and uncles. Um, my, not my parents, not my cousins, like nobody in my biological family served that I know of. Um, and so I think there was this, um, my, my dad was very much like appreciative and mm-hmm. both my parents appreciative of those who served. So it wasn't like a disrespect by any means, but I think it just didn't hit as close to home because I didn't have any family mm-hmm. serving. Um, but like the older I get, the more I'm aware of what that entails and mm-hmm. the sacrifice that it takes from the person serving from the family of the people who are serving. And so, um, I think I'm just, um, like I said, growing in my awareness and recognition and appreciation of a day like Memorial Day and for for those who do serve um, because it just didn't impact me the same way growing Mm -hmm. up. Um, I now have non-biological family members, our brother-in-law who um, has served. And so, um, but yeah, it's just kind of taking on a new meaning. Did you have family? I couldn't think Mm -hmm. of any family. Yeah, I have several cousins who have served or are currently serving. Um, Todd, if you're listening, hi. Oh, um, my cousin Todd, Todd I totally forgot Todd has served, served for right. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, and his, I think his example, not just of a servant's heart to serve in the military, but as a man of God has just mm-hmm. been like remarkable in my life mm-hmm. and just his attitude of yeah. joy and contentment. And even when we talk, when he's been deployed, like just his, his mindset to be like over his men and women well, Mm. um, to lead them well. Um, I've just never sensed a complaining heart in him. I just, I really, really admire him. Um, and my brother-in-law, Zach, hi buddy. Um, he also serves. So we, I was surrounded with, um, no one in like my nuclear family served. Um, my great grandpa also served and actually he passed away when I was six, but I remember, Around Memorial Day, I think it was Memorial Day. It was like one of the only times of the year we actually went to um, um, his gravesite. Hmm. Um, and so I think that just kept it at the forefront of my mind. Like yeah. it wasn't just granddad. It was um, this like weight and honor that he had yeah. served. So yeah, I've had several cousins or um, other aunts and uncles who have served in different capacities. Um yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else immediately that I'm missing, but um yeah. So I was I was definitely more surrounded yeah. by it than you were. Yeah. Growing up. For sure. Um and I think nine eleven comes back to mind a lot, partially mm-hmm. because I had family members serving, but partially because I had a good friend, Taylor, in I I was in elementary school at the time. Um, We all went to church the night it happened to be praying for our nation in the world. And I just remember him being distraught because I think it was an uncle who was a firefighter in New York City at the time. And they, he, he just like didn't know Mm -hmm. what had happened to him. And I think that was one of probably the first memorable weighty moments of 
this is a big deal like to serve for our country to fight for our country because we had like talked about it in school but to actually witness something like that yeah um is one of the most like i think uh in the forefront of my mind early memories of mm. what it means to actually serve in a military capacity like that or even um like a if you like take the military as like one section but then those who deal with crisis like first responders. Yeah, first yeah. responders. Yes, and then also, um, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with words. People who go into, they're also first responders who do this, but who go into situations like after hurricanes or tornadoes. Like the Red like, Cross. Or, yeah, yeah, people people who are first responding, not just as like firefighters or policemen, but as like going in to help um, re- institute some sort of care and organization when things have been wiped out so thank you to all of those people as well um because we also i've known several people know people who are firefighters and policemen Mm -hmm. and if i'm missing anybody it is not because i don't care like i'm saying sections of things um i just i want to make that blanket statement however you serve like we're very very grateful so anyway yeah anything on your end you wanted to touch on with all that no i feel like i i said the the part that i was thinking of just that it's growing and in weightiness and i'm very very grateful um and i'm i am very thankful that to live in a country where we have the freedom of choice that we do and the freedom of religion that we do and um and so i'm i am very thankful for those who have served and and given their time and like i said their potentially their lives for for that freedom um yeah yeah um and not to like hijack memorial day or whatnot like i don't i I very much want to to honor and respect those who have served but this idea of service Mm -hmm. just caused me to think about serving and how as christ followers we're all called to serve and so there are those that serve our country that are called to do that or are just built to do that just they're wired that way um and uh, but we are all called as Christ followers to to be servants and to serve uh, those around us. And so I just wanted to have a conversation as we're thinking about those in the service of what does it look like for us as Christ followers to serve, um, mm-hmm. to serve our neighbors, to to serve those we don't know, to serve our brothers and sisters. Because that's one thing I don't think we really talk about a lot. At least I don't recall is that the Bible actually almost distinguishes serving those inside the church as your brothers mm-hmm. and sisters versus serving those outside the church. Um, and so, what what are some of those distinctions? What are the things that um, we need to be doing? And something this is kind of I would say fresh for Haley and I in in a lot of ways because we um, we've been challenged more. I would say Haley's felt more convicted. I felt more challenge but um you can clarify that if i'm wrong um but uh about serving our our neighbors in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. just our our direct local community because i have a tendency and maybe you would say we have a tendency that when we're home we just kind of like to be home with our kids and and whatnot um but just trying to be more missional with Mm -hmm. our community directly around us um, geographically and so this is something that's been on our minds and wonderment of how to serve our community, how to serve our neighbors. Um, and I totally got called out by this. I don't even know if I told you the story, but um, we borrowed an RV from somebody we know. And um, and so we were using it. And after he picked it up, 
um, we were chatting the next weekend and we have new neighbors. So uh, they just built a house. Well, that guy is a subcontractor for the guy we borrowed an RV mm -hmm. from. So they know each other. So the guy we know was talking to our new neighbor. It's like, hey, have you met the Bogiers yet? Have you met your neighbors? And he's like, no, they kind of seem more like to themselves or in the home or whatnot. So the guy we know came up to church and was like, bro, what are you doing? Why? You, you haven't introduced yourself? And oh, so no. like... Um, Legit. Now, there, there's two things here. One, that just speaks to the exact mm. challenge that we've been sensing of like, yes, like we need to be more missional. We need to meet our new neighbors. The second part of that is I legitimately didn't know they lived there until like a month ago because he's the the guy or couple. I'm not even sure who all lives there um, has like a work truck. And mm -hmm. so I thought that it was somebody working on the new build because they don't mm -hmm. have like a driveway completely done. They've been building this house. So I thought it was somebody working on the interior. I had no idea that was the person who actually lived there and that they've been living there for months. I thought they moved <sighs> in like maybe a month ago, maybe. And so um, anyways, uh, so part of that's just actually, you know, being more aware of my surra surroundings mm -hmm. and see when people move in and stuff. But um, so this is something we've been learning of like, man, how do we serve our neighbors and what does that look like? So has there been stuff on your mind, babe, have you been, as you've been sensing this and challenged with this? Well, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, partially same thing. Like I didn't know our neighbors actually live moved in but once I realized like there's someone sitting on the porch which I can't even tell you how long ago that was and it didn't look like someone who was working like it looked like a younger like maybe even teenager I don't know if that's true but I was like does somebody live there but I haven't made the space or time to go over partially that being we have been in a series of months of sickness and I think COVID changed my mindset in a way I didn't even fully realize that now whenever I even have a cold, I get nervous about walking up to someone specifically in their space because I don't know how they would respond. Yeah. Like, are they going to be like, what are you doing here? Um, but the challenge to me has been do something, especially if you can feel convicted about it and not worry about what other people think. And sometimes that's me saying, like, for instance, when I see a military person, um, whether they're, like a veteran or currently serving and I realize that they serve, I intentionally try to say thank you for serving partially because I feel uncomfortable doing that. Like, am I calling you out in some way? But it's more like me feeling weird. Like, is it going to make you feel weird that I'm saying thank you? When I, I imagine if that was me, a thank you from the person I'm serving, one of the people I'm serving would mean this like huge amount of like, I, it would make me remember why I do what I do, if that makes sense. Um, so something even small like that is like the challenge that's been on my heart. Like just do something, do something for your community and your neighbors, expecting nothing in return, like actually getting to know my neighbors. And because it's true in the past, I've been very isolated and kept to myself and not, um, not very open, whether I thought like my life had to be in order or my home had to be in order or I would isolate out of fear of like not being enough or not having enough energy. Um, there's just lots and lots of layers to that that God has been redeeming and refining in my life that presses right up against this idea of serving and not just serving my neighbors, but serving the body of Christ. Like 
on days when I'm tired, not just booking it back through the lobby to like be able to get my kids home so they can have food and a nap, but just being present and letting God tell me like, stop and have this conversation, look people in the eye and say hello. Um, honestly, it's sometimes not like dodging people at the grocery store. I haven't done that for a long time. I don't go grocery shopping very often anymore, but I used to feel like if people see me, I'm going to be stuck here talking forever. And hilariously, people probably think that about me. I struggled with like letting silence be silent for a while or like closing up conversation because I felt like I people expected me to talk to them. Not just where we live now, but in life. Like I just thought people like didn't like silence. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, like I would create no space for there to be a movement forward or a closing conversation. So people probably didn't want to see me at the store. <laughs> They'd be like, that girl's going to talk to me forever. Um, but I, I'm saying all of this because it all rolls into this space in general in my heart that's like, if I feel convicted or called to do something, just do it no matter what the response of the other person might be. Because for whatever reason, I'm being asked to obey something and me obeying is far more important than how I might make someone feel uncomfortable because you have the sniffles and I don't want you close to me. Um, while also not being disrespectful, right? It really, I think, is pressing into the Holy Spirit with like, will you tell me what to do and what to say? And if I'm at peace moving forward in those circumstances and moments, knowing that God will take care of the other person's heart too. But um, yeah, I think it really is like, how can we be good neighbors, not just to the people immediately next door, but um, when people are having a rough time, like how can you show up, whether that's, can I come over and sit with you? Can I bring you a cup of coffee? Can I make you a meal? Can I um, pick up your kids from school? Or like, there's just so many various ways that we can serve people um, outside of, if you go to church, like showing up to church on a Sunday and serving, which is also important. We need to do that. If you're not serving within the body you're a part of, you need to do that too. Like that's a part of our call. But also that isn't like your only ticket. Like, well, I served on the weekend. I'm good for, you know, however long until I serve again. But our, our life is our mission field. Like all the people around us, all of the things around us. I feel like I'm just on a ramble i could keep going but i will you want me to cut you off wait you hang on i got something to say stop um <laughs> well as you talk about this idea of of service like i really think that it it truly needs to be holistic especially when i look at philippians 2 and it says that jesus humbled himself and took on the very nature of a servant and the idea of when you're a servant like you're never not serving so it, it just looks different depending on the situation you're in. If you're at work, you're serving your coworkers. If you're at home, you're serving your family. If you're it, um, around your house, you're serving your neighbors. If you're at church, you're serving the body of believers that you've chosen to enter into community with. And so um, just this idea of how do we just put on the lens of being a servant? Mm -hmm. um, what's the Greek? Is it doulos? Bondservant mm -hmm. is a Greek is a Greek word for bondservant. Um, my buddy um, got a tattoo that just is doulos. Uh, it was either in college or right after college. Um, and I just always loved that tattoo. Just the idea that he um, put that in ink permanently on him saying, I am a servant first. Like um, we, we need to serve those around us because Jesus served us by um, becoming 
fully human and dying in our place on our behalf, the thing, very thing we couldn't do. And so, um, yeah, just this idea of consistently and even constantly looking at how do we serve those around us and, and what does that look like? And it is not easy. I'm, I would say I'm the most selfish probably with my time. Mm. Um, I can be kind of picky and choosy with what I give my time to. Um, and, uh, and so I, I like to do the things that I like to do. And Haley and I were just talking about this last night cause I really like sugar. And, um, and so I forget in what the context was. Maybe it was like we have office candy or soda. Um, and, uh, Haley was like, how have you been doing with office candy? I was like, I mean, I've been doing okay. I still like it. I don't, I don't know that I want to like give it up completely. <laughs> and she's like, do you ever want to do things that you don't want to do? Or do you ever do things that you don't want to do? I was like, yeah, sometimes. And that's true. There are times that I do, but, um, there's a lot of times that I don't, I do what I want with my time. Um, or at least I, I try to, or I get irritated if it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to, because, um, my two-year-old didn't nap as long as she was, I was hoping she would, or, um, something went haywire at work. So I didn't get the things done that I needed to get done or wanted to get done or whatever the case may be. Um, so this idea of just like holding plans loosely and, um, even the things that we do, the decisions that we make, are we making them to serve ourselves or serve others? Um, and don't get me wrong, there are things that we need to do to take care of ourselves. That is not, I'm not talking about an unhealthy self-perception or um, living living in an unhealthy way where you have no boundaries or you're not doing healthy things for you to, um, to have quality relationship with Jesus, to have quality life. Um, those things are extremely important. I don't see those things as selfish, though. I don't see those things as... Um, against each other that when we are healthy when we're taking the appropriate time and doing the things that we need to do it allows us to serve others better because we are filled up with god and we have um, taken the time to do the things that make us healthy that allow us to continually serve for longevity's sake because sometimes if you just serve 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 you get burnt out and then you stop serving um well, that looks great for as long as you serve, 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 serve. But then when you burn out, um, you've reached a place that is unhealthy. And so, well, and really, you're probably maybe unhealthy the whole time. But um, so I, I think that we have to do those things to take care of ourselves. But just having balance that we're not being selfish with our time um, and we're not being lazy with our time, but we're doing things that are intentionally filling us up. And taking care of ourselves so that then we can respond to the Holy Spirit in obedience to what he's asking us to do to serve those around us in the different contexts. So um, now I'm rambling. So your turn. <laughs> Not rambling. Um, oh, no. Oh, it's one of those moments. Had a thought and forgot it. That's a loud engine. It is. I don't know if y'all can hear that. That's loud. Uh, oh, oh. Got the serving part of the kingdom, like just being a servant, serving others first, is in complete contradiction to our world. Mm. Like, I need to do these things for myself so I can move up the ladder in this way or do this thing or move forward or have more or be more, like seeking out power or prestige or finances and I think we often don't want to serve because we think it will 
diminish all the things we want for ourselves or Mm. that we should be pursuing when truly when I actually serve expecting nothing in return, expecting to go nowhere, like up the ladder or whatever, um, I am more fulfilled than if I'm doing something, well, I'm going to serve you because this looks good on my resume, you know, or whether that's an actual resume or just a resume, like in my own mind or someone else's mind, like I know you're going to see me serve. Um, I think of like high schoolers who are in NHS or whatever who need serving hours. Like, okay, I'm going to do it just to check the box. Don't get me wrong. There are some kiddos who are serving like to serve. But I feel like that mindset, I'm not saying it starts in NHS. It's just an example of how that mindset is just kind of what it is sometimes. Like, I'm going to do it to check the box or I'm not going to do it at all because it doesn't fit in my boxes. When the state of being a healthy human, because it's the way God created us, whether or not you believe in God, we were made in him is in his image and he's a servant first. Like when we serve, there is something that changes inside of us. Um, one of my good friends sent this little devotional this week to a group of us women from the office who are to be keeping each other accountable about being in the word and how we're doing and whatnot. And her Devo, I don't even know, <laughs> classic Kaylee, don't even know who wrote it, can't even tell you, like, who deserves um, the thumbs up for this. But they were just writing about how there there is scientific evidence that whatever you focus on, that part of your brain becomes bigger. So if you're focusing on negative things, you're going to, like, the gloom part of your brain will get bigger. And then the opposite is true when you're focusing on like being content and being joyful, that part of your brain gets bigger. And it hit me this week when I was talking with someone, like that is a part of transforming your heart through the renewing of your mind. Like if I focus on things that are false, I'm going to believe what's false. Those parts of my brain will get bigger. That's the belief that will establish itself in my heart. And therefore that's how I will live my life. So even when things don't feel true or I don't feel like doing things, if I can focus on, let's say, serving just out of joy, that part of my brain will get bigger and that will be a part of the transforming work in my heart where different seeds are planted that then becomes the evidence of my life that there's this fruit inside of me. Um, But it is in direct contradiction to our world. Therefore, we have to focus on doing it intentionally and on purpose. Yeah. Um, serving others for the sake of the kingdom, for God's glory, not our own, not to create converts or not to convict you or make you think the way that I think or to have a an IOU put back in your bank. Yeah. Like we serve to love. Yeah. Like it comes out of a heart of genuine love for God and for people knowing that God is the one we're serving. Um, I mean, Jesus even talks about this, like whatever you do for the least of me, right? Whether you clothe me or feed me or give me something to drink or visit me in prison, you do for me. Um, whatever we do, we do for the Lord or not. Like if I'm doing all these things selfishly in my life, like not spending time getting to know my neighbors, I'm, I'm not, when I, when I have felt convicted to go do that, then I'm not serving God's kingdom the way he's asked me to in those moments I'm serving my own kingdom whether whether that's because I have a good reason or not like that's not the point um so these things that we're called to do 
as Christ followers that actually help usher us into living within the fullness of life are going to feel contradictory to what we've been taught and to what the world says until we continue to do them over and over again and realize the truth that really lies therein and that part of our brain that gets bigger that's like, yes, this is good, this is true, um, that then is established in our hearts and then it becomes a more natural overflow, just like this is what we do. Bob Rogers is one of the best people at this. Hmm. If y'all are listening to this and know Bob Rogers, you know what I'm talking about. But that guy serves everybody in every way, like is just about the kingdom, like not about himself. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I don't know if, if Bob, if you've always been that way or if it took you a while to get there, mm. but I think it's possible to live our lives like Bob, but it also takes practice and it takes practice. Like you said, to be in a healthy place with this too, where you're not just the yes man saying yes. Cause you feel guilty. Like if you don't, or I want to help everyone. Like I, I want to help everybody, but I'm not supposed to help everybody. Like God's also got other people that he wants to use to do different things. And he also wants to teach us how to say no and how to, to practice solitude with him, not isolation, but solitude to be able to come back and serve people well. Yeah. I'm actually glad you brought up Bob. Um, I, I was actually talking with him this week and, um, found out that like he has purposely stayed in his role um like his job role um because like he knows what it entails and Mm -hmm. um, rather than taking on a new job things he doesn't know or a some sort of promotion or whatnot um that he could have taken on before um he chooses to stay in his current role so that he has time to serve the community Mm -hmm. like he literally like turn down an interview because he's like, nah, if I got that job, I wouldn't have the time to commit to serving my community the way that I want to. Like, that's just a different breed of mindset. Like yeah. that we don't have that's selfless rather than like, Ooh, promotion, different job, better pay, like more for me building my kingdom. It's the mindset of like, no, nope, I'm content. God has provided for me what we need and I'm able to serve it with this role. It doesn't tax me in such a way that I, um, I can't do the things that I want to do for our community to serve and love on our community. So, um, yeah, again, it, it goes back to that mindset, like you said. Um, and I think we talked about this, but like it, when Haley and I were in Mexico earlier this month celebrating our 10 year anniversary, like one of the things we kind of came away with that is like, we need to really focus together, like in unity in our marriage and in our family about um, Philippians 4, 8, that just dwelling on whatever is right, noble, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, excellent, like just dwelling on those things. Um, but when we dwell on ourselves, when we seek to control situations or we seek to add to our own kingdoms of finances or roles or status or whatever like it just puts us in unhealthy mindsets and so like you were talking about the transformation of our minds like we just need to focus on the right things um and to remember that we're we're servants um uh, we should be a servant to all um and as individuals we're called in relationship with god like that's our first and foremost is to be called in relationship with him and when you do that you become a son or a daughter of god um and that is our identity that is our first and foremost focus mm-hmm. but out of that relationship it's called to serve and like we talk about calling a lot at, at least in the church world like what are you called to do 
Um, and really all we're getting at with that is, I, I, I don't know, the older I get, the, the less weight I have on calling, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I'm really getting at is how has God designed you? What passions, gifts, abilities has he given you that he's asking you to serve people in? Like he's designed you in such a way to do this job and you can serve people in that job. So that's the thing you need to do. That's your, that's your calling. Your calling might change. It doesn't have to be a forever calling. Um, but what are you called to in this moment? What are you, what's Holy Spirit laying on your heart in this moment to do, um, and to live out and to be obedient in. So just that, I, that mindset of serving is so crucial. And listening and obeying, because there are certain things we might feel called to serve in. I'm saying called because you you might sense like, wait, I am not gifted at that. Why do I sense you're drawing me into this? Because there might be gifts and abilities you don't have that God wants to refine in you, mm-hmm. or that you don't know that you have, yeah. or that might not ever feel easy to you, but it's a part of you learning to be completely dependent upon him. Like... Just, I'm trying to think of like a tangible example. I don't know. Maybe you don't like working outside, but there is this service opportunity for Mm. your neighbor who can't mow their lawn or can't shovel their driveway. And you're like, well, that's not in my gift set. It's not that you can't do it. Mm. It's that you don't want to, or it's not your favorite thing. But if it's laid on your heart to do it, just obey. Like God might be refining, not might. I think he is refining something in you and showing Mm himself in a special way to the other person. Um, But, I mean, we miss 100% of the opportunities to affect and infect the kingdom in a positive way when we disobey. Mm. Like, each of those opportunities that we disobey in, we missed it. That doesn't mean God doesn't have grace, but, like, he's given us, he doesn't need us, but he wants us, and he's given us a role in our lives to do what he's called us to do, even if it doesn't always make sense Mm -hmm. or even if it's not something we want to do. Mm -hmm. So just be encouraged that even if something feels weird, (laughs) like do it. God might tell you to pick up trash. Like when you're walking, do it. Like doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Doesn't matter why he's asking you to do it. But that little service opportunity is an example of you surrendering yourself to the God who is sovereign and in control and um, asking you to follow him. Yeah. Yeah. I also think in, um, in leadership culture, this has changed. I don't know how many years I would say in the last 10, but it could be 20. I don't know. I'm still pretty young in leadership conversations, but, um, I think for a while it was, oh man, I want to get in leadership. So people serve me, but there has Mm -hmm. been this change in however many years that like, when you're a leader, you're serving those on your team, you're serving those under you. Um, and even I'm just like thankful for that mindset that like, you don't, Get, grow in a position to be served like um it's a different skill set it's a different avenue but everyone is serving each other you're yeah you're serving if you're leading a team you're serving your team if you're somebody on the team then you're serving your coworkers to help them work well and to be camaraderie on have camaraderie on the team if, if you're in customer service you're serving your customers and you're doing what you can to see them hear them and provide the need that they have mm-hmm. and um and so just that mindset of no matter what role you're in for your job you can serve those around you um but then outside of our job like really the opportunities are limitless at that point for serving um, because I get that sometimes with our jobs, like we only have certain qualifications or certain abilities or whatever the case may be. So there might be a certain job where it's like, Oh, I really wish I could do that, but I don't have that uh, opportunity right now. And that's okay because outside of our work, there's just 
so many different ways we can serve those around us. And so just asking God to reveal those to you mm. and then actually listening and obeying what he says. <laughs> yeah. Cause I do believe he provides opportunities, but a lot of times it's not in the way we thought or want. Um, like there's the old joke of like, I prayed for patience. Um, but then somebody in front of me was driving really slow and I was getting mad and I was mad at God. Why didn't you give me patience? And it's like, well, he was giving you the opportunity to be patient <laughs> because if he dwells inside of me, then I already have the patience I need, but it's choosing to let go of my sense of control or selfishness or whatnot and tap into the patience that he is and embodies in me and through mm -hmm. me if I let him. So, yeah, that's good. Thanks. Appreciate it. If, if an old adage, it's not mine. <laughs> True. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I know you. It, it's it's been a rough week, yeah. sleep wise. That is so. <laughs> yeah, sleep wise and, and sick sickness. wise. Yeah. Um. Once again, I had a thought until you asked me that question. And Classic. Then I, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then it disappeared. Um, oh, I was thinking that oftentimes service opportunities can feel like interruptions, mm, but that's a yeah. release in control. Like yep. my life is not my own. Yep. So getting out of my box and introducing myself to my neighbors or baking something for my neighbors or I even like writing a letter like, hey, neighbors however far down that your street that goes or um to a nursing home like it, there are so many people who are in homes who don't have families to visit and I know COVID has changed that too but like in what capacity are we called to just reach out and do something whether that's smiling at someone when we're walking or asking how are you mm -hmm. and then like genuinely listening to the answer yeah. and pressing deeper when you sense you're supposed to and not being like, okay, great. So that you are able to move on. Yeah. Um, our lives are not our own and there are kingdom moments all around us. And in those kingdom moments, when we are fully surrendered and allowing the Holy spirit to lead us and talk to us and tell us what to do. And when we obey with his power, that's when we're going to be living, truly living. Yeah. Not when we're running after all the things that we want. Um, and I'm not saying every service opportunity will feel like that. Because I think, like I said earlier, the more we do it, the more it will just become natural. And you'll almost be looking for ways to like, can I do this? Can I, can I serve you? And there's a genuineness you can sense in people who love to love on other people. Hmm. That when you experience it, you're like, that's what I want. Like, that's what I want for my life. That's what I want to be. Um, and I think I've had so many people tell me like, I know you're so busy and I'm like, I am in the sense that like I choose to do certain things, but I'm really not. And I started realizing probably just within the last two to three months, it's partially the way I like do things. Like even at my job, like <laughs> I try to walk quickly from place to place. Like if I forget something. Okay, if we're about to start service and I forgot something, like, walk quickly, whatever. But I realized that was the way I was, like, doing most of my life. Like, kind of just putting my head down, getting things done, going. And it looks like I don't have time hmm. for people. But I have time for whatever I have time for. Like, I make time. Yeah. Um, and my time's not my own. So if I let God orient my time, I will have enough time to do all the things he wants me to do. Yeah. It might not look the way I want it to, but 
I'll do whatever he wants me to do, which is genuinely the deepest desire of my heart is to just do what God wants me to do. The problem is I get in the way a lot or I let the world talk into that space instead of um, slowing down and letting things take a long time. Like a part of right now me serving is serving my kids by letting, specifically Athalia, by letting her help me with things that would just be so much easier if I could do them by myself so I can get it done and we can do something else. Um, but that doesn't teach her how to serve. Yeah. Right? Like she needs to learn how to serve. And the other day she like gave me something and goes, I love helping people. <laughs> and I'm like, you're saying that because I say that to you often, but it's true. She wants to help. Yeah. But if I shut that off now... It's going to be harder for her to genuinely learn how to serve. And I won't be modeling it for her, not just in her life, but in my own life. Yeah. So just this conviction lately to just like be still and be slow. Let things be undone. It don't matter. Maybe that I've taken on that God hasn't asked me to and genuinely laying down my life, picking up my cross and following him every day. So, yeah. It's good. It's good. awesome well thanks everybody for joining us i hope that you have an awesome memorial day and if you're listening to this later in the week i hope you had a great memorial day um but thank you so much one more time to all of us what oh i said for being on our our podcast for tuning in sorry you were going serious again and i just cut you off i was a genuine thank you yes to all those who have served our country um and we're just incredibly grateful for you yeah we are so um but i hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon sounds like a blend (laughs) later everybody bye guys